Welcome, welcome to Critical Ditto in the j Jazz Lounge tonight. Ooh, ooh, everyone's feeling that skitty skat skabad doo boo 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 yeah. Nice. On my left, uh, on my left, we have Ali. Ali, introduce yourself to the lovely Critical Ditto audience. With pleasure, Stu. So tonight, I'm gonna be bringing you Kenny Mullet. Yes, I am. Kenny Mullet's on a mission to find out what he's what is going on with his weird superpowers. By his side, he's got he's got a doctor's cowboy tie. He's got a magic cup, oh yes he does, it's called Mustache, and it's got a silent date called Hoops. We've got, we've got Ali on vocals, and we've got David on the, uh... Let's go with spoken word. Hey all <laughs> you crazy skiddies and growlets, we're here with a late night performance poetry section here. I've got the exact same voice as my characters, you can tell who I am. Uh, I'm Theo, <laughs> and I'll be bringing, I, this is, this is so, there's no beat, it's just a weird man talking after somebody sang a lovely croony song, but um... <laughs> But uh, Theo, Theo's one one cool cat who's got a well at the moment Theo's got five assistants. Quite the groovy time we've got. I forgot, I forgot to introduce my other Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Theo has got Meditite the Meditite, Cabbage the Kabuto, Swaddle the Swaddle, Togekiss the Togekiss, and finally newly acquired and soon to be given back to whichever unfortunate trainer gave up this hot piece of barnacled buttocks is uh, my new Barbarical. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, David. And then over, finally, in the corner, on the the jazz violin, it's it's Tom Dale. Take it away, Tom. My name's Tom. I'm playing Brandy. I'm a picky cheerleader, ex-cheerleader, I'm a Pokemon champion. I got a Panera called Whippy. I got a Scarupy called Garrett. I got a Munchlax called Snowlone. And I got a Bunnelby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tom, did you go for blues? Did you go for blues? Admit it. Just admit I, it to us. You went for four look, bar blues. You said jazz violin, and as we all know, <laughs> I am a no kind of improver. I don't accept. I had an idea in my head, and then I tried to start it, and I went, "No, I've got my idea," and it's <laughs> scat blues jazz guy. I hate your jazz violin. I hate it. <laughs> And that's what I went for. As I'm on the mic, I'd like to say that Ali uh, forgot that he now has a honchcrow, and David also forgot that he now has a combi. So I just well, want I to add to those. Do I technically have the combi yet? I, I technically haven't caught Jason. Well, David, David, you've just opened a huge ethical Pokemon debate there, <laughs> which is, when does a Pokemon become your slave? Well, that's a very good point, because Kenny also has an egg as well. So is that egg, like, part of his entourage yet, or who whoa, knows? Whoa. When did all this happen? I feel like I need to find out what happened last time to catch up. Previously on Critical Ditto. A handheld camera pans away from gym leader Kitan. Any other wimpy trainers on this train think they have what it takes? I'll be waiting in my nest. Some people just need a gym badge. We need to go to the church car now because Hillary is in danger. We head to our car. Yeah, Cassius Flash is in there. Five minutes. What can you tell us about this Kitan fella? The man is not a fan of fire. But we have these random Pokeballs from Munchlax. So Brandon, you press the button in the middle of the dust ball. It's a Bunnelby. <laughs> Kenny, so what, what ball are you looking at? I think he's going to go for a love ball. You have found a Honchcrow. Uh, so Theo picks up a moon ball. So you throw a moon ball, the rocky exterior of a, a Barbarical. We move towards the church car. So you want to go upstairs. Attempt You want to get up yeah. to that prison. Hillary is there. Looking injured. Looks like they've been badly burned. Togekiss moves into the cell. 
I can't bring this person back, but I can at least make their last few moments somewhat peaceful. We're here to stop something from Team Nautilus, and we have a member of Team Nautilus in front of us. Calico. Yes. If we took you with us, do you think you could identify a Team Nautilus member on site? Yes. The door is open, and Calico is out. I'm in the gang! Titan grins his toothy smile for the crowd of gathered train passengers that have descended on the battle car looking for the finest live entertainment that the Dorient Express has to offer. He waves his billowy white coat and flashes his red glasses in appreciation of the cheers. Like the innards of a vast hive that opens with a gaping skylight to the open air above the train, Titan's gym car drips oozy, viscous liquid and seems to pulsate as if the walls themselves were alive. Larval bug Pokémon cling to the walls and ceilings, some pupating and cocooning themselves, even as the battle rages on below them. Pulsing EDM combines with the buzzing and humming of wings to create a hypnotic beat. Trainers command their Pokémon from platforms that look like they were fashioned by the collective might and spittle of an army of Durant. Titan laughs along with the baying crowd. I was right to expect nothing from you, pink-haired nobody. Let me guess. Mummy pat you on the head and pushed you out the door, telling you you could achieve your dreams if you try hard enough. Welcome to the real world, toots. Brandy stands helpless as one of her Pokémon is flung against the wall of the car by a frothing pincer. <laughs> you know, come to think of it, you look pretty good in the Ace Trainer Lycra. Perhaps you'd consider joining my cheerleading squad. I think you'd be a great fit. We pan over to Chitons' assembled groupies, sallow-eyed individuals with overly wild hair and a feigned interest in the proceedings. Could always use another honeybee for the hive. Chiton grins his wicked grin. Brandy, you face gym leader Chiton, and are one Pokemon down in a four-on-four -four battle. Chiton <laughs> has four remaining. Tom is absolutely fuming. I love that we fail so much that Stu has written it into the narrative. Wait, 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 wait. Who has just been taken out, and what do you do next? You don't you dare say my Pokemon. Well, I've got some options. Don't and, you uh, dare. So, so I'm, I'm assuming hoops? Hoops? Uh, no, don't worry, Ali. I won't be cruel. And I won't be cruel to David either. I will say it was... Be cruel to me. Uh, I can't even remember what I gave you. I'll say... <laughs> and this... Let's just say this is no way dictated by the stats. I think Brandy... She was panicked by the lights. And she thought, maybe this bunny is a fire type. And might freak him out. <laughs> what a stupid assumption. <laughs> it's got no red in its design, you stupid trainer. That is the telling thing. What do you do next, Brandy? Brandy's in full panic. Oh, no, that Bunnelby was, was not a fire type. Why did, I, why did I think it could do lava plume? That was terrible. I heard Gary say lava plume once and I thought that was it. I thought it was like a plume in that. Oh, don't. Okay, think. Snap into it. Right. I've got a Pokemon that can do this. Theo lent me this Pokemon. I can do it. I've got to. I've got to win a gym badge. I've just got to go. 
Barbarical! And Brandy throws out Barbarical. Next in is Barbarical. David, obviously as Barbarical's keeper? Mentor? Guide? Sure. Uh, what, what is, what, how does Barbarical <laughs> look as they emerge from the Pokeball in Brandy's fight? So Barbarical was, in a, was a moon ball, I believe. From the ball, a series of sort of sweeping, gorgeous crescents of moonlight just sort of arch across the room. And uh, each one of them, a sort of shadow approaches it, and it's Barbarical high-fiving each lunar light beam. Uh, and as each of them is high-fived, it explodes into a shower of stars, and as Barbarical collapses down in sort of like a sort of superhero hand to the floor, down into the kneel, and rises. There's a sort of a cascade of stars. Getting a real dude vibe from Barbarical. Such a bro. Ah, yeah. Bruh! Barbarical! Yes! Yes, I'm in the fight! Barbarical! Ah, yeah! Um, okay, I like this. Yeah, Barbarical, keep the energy up. I like it. Okay, Kitan, (laughs) you don't know what hit you, because I found out a little secret about bugs. And not many people know this, but one of their weaknesses is rocks. And you're looking at a big rock. <laughs> you think a rock can stop me? Chitin? The guy who's literally named after buggy armor? My defenses are too hard for your stony assault girl. Bring it on! <laughs> So it's a pincer. It's a pincer. It's a, it's a pincer in full berserker mode. Frothy, it's going crazy. Ali, what is what is his key tactic in the fight? He Naruto runs horns outright. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. So right, we've we've established that this pincer Naru, is Naruto running at Barbarical, ready for some kind of horrendous. I think it's going for like a close combat. So Brandy, what do you do? Barbarical, keep it at a distance. Rock throw. And I want it. I want Barbarical to pick up one of the sort of strewn, hardened bug shells, and just start chucking them with its infinite hands? Oh yeah, it's got it's got all, every hand. Every hand that you need. All the hands, including its face hand, I want it to throw a rock with its face roll, hand. Roll, kick some frost slaps. wouldn't dare do anything different. So roll physical attack for Barbarical. It's a plus three for Barbarical, Ooh. physical attack. Blimey. I rolled... <laughs> oh god. Three to one, four... Plus three is seven. seven. Okay, seven. So I just, I survived. <laughs> okay, so that, <laughs> so that means we're going to deal our damage to each other. So let's follow follow the, the formula. Yeah. So, Barbarical is a stage two. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this pincer is also a stage two. It's a, okay. it's a non-evolvy. So you're at plus two, Tom. Uh, plus one damage if your Pokemon is a higher evolution. It is not. So you're still at plus two. Uh, and plus one damage if you're using a super effective, which you are. So yes. plus three. Plus a D4. Plus a D4. Barbarical, roll a four, baby. Oh my oh, goodness! Oh, it's huge! Baby, that's a Hello. four. Hello. So it's seven damage total. That is a huge rock throw. With all those hands, how could we have doubted it? <laughs> yes, it's got so many hands. <laughs> so the pincer's damage roll is two. So the pincer, who was dealing, who was also using a super effective move, so was dealing the three plus two, so it deals five damage. Oh, big hits both ways. 
So you take down the pincer. Tom, describe this exchange. Barbarical is up by one. Barbarical has one hit point left. Pincer is Naruto running through the rocks. Barbarical is picking them up, throwing them. You can see that the rocks are doing damage, but this pincer has some insane willpower that's just taking the hits. And you can almost feel like this is a suicide run. Pincer knows it's going down, but it's trying to take out Barbarical with it. So Barbarical is lobbing rocks, lobbing rocks, but it's not enough to stop Pincer just charging straight through the middle of Barbarical and actually splits Barbarical in two. Whoa, what? Pincer thinks it's one, but then falls to the ground. But then you see all of Barbarical's little hands pop up and it just rebuilds itself. But it's clinging on a little bit. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Barbarical builds itself wrong. <laughs> it builds itself upside down. Okay. And then has to re-stand up again. <laughs> Amazing. The crowd cheers at this sudden twist in the battle. Uh, as I think they were all expecting Jim Leader Kitan to walk this as the train opened with a pathetic bunnelby. We cut to Jim Leader Kitan. Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka-ka-ka. His laugh, his teeth gritting and grinding a little bit more now. He's unnerved, but still ready to carry on. He's got three Pokemon in the bank. I see, I see, okay, you know some type advantages and have a stage two. Great work, girl. But let's see you... Perhaps you should should consult one of your cheerleaders. Feels like they might know about battling more than you. Don't interrupt me (laughs) mid-monologue. It's very established in a gym leader battle that I I get my lines, and you get your lines, Pinky. I'm, yeah, I'm the brain, you're Pinky. That's right. That's Oh, is that the best you could come up with? Just give your next Pokemon. Eat this. Uh David, what's what's Jim Leader Kitan's next Pokemon? I'm gonna say Araquanid. Oh, I love it. Okay, great. All right. Smart, smart choice. Thanks, David. Great. Kitan hurls out his second Pokemon, and out of the dive ball comes this I think this is a fan favourite. Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of Araquanid fans out there. Um, Ali, why why are so many people a fan of this particular Araquanid? This Araquanid is a, it's it's a Pokemon of the people, Stu. It's <laughs> good it political sees... views. <laughs> it's, it's for the it's for the for the workers' rights. <laughs> if it sees people thirsty, it gives them a little drink. You know, it just okay. Goes, it's, have a little bubble. It's a benevolent. Um, it's a benev- a benevolent Araquanid. How are you, how are you struggling with that? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think yeah. Every every year at the the annual Formian Grand Marathon that takes mm-hmm. place in uh, in around the conclave, the, yeah. the conclave has a circumference of twenty six point two miles, <laughs> and there is a marathon that happens, and Araquanid is there at every drink station every year, and he's like Araquanid, yeah, yeah, and everyone's like, yeah, what a dude, he's a dude. So it's a battle of the dude bros, the sporty dude bros. Araquanid has like oh. Gatorade bottles stacked everywhere. Um, in fact, yeah, he doesn't have water; <laughs> he just has energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's his that's his water. So this Araquanid is hyped up. Oh, he's hyped Araquanid! He is high on electrolytes, but he's gonna come at you, Brandy, with a he's gonna go for a liquidation on Barbarical. Okay. Just a question here. I don't wanna I don't wanna this is not meant as a suggestion, but this is a question because I feel like this is a good time to ask it. Um yeah, yeah. with potions, because we obviously own items. Yes. If we're in a battle, does that take a turn in the way that it would in the games? Or is it um, is it something that you kind of throw in? I had a thought about it, and I was actually thinking, I've run it past Ali, uh, head game designer. Oh, ouch. Ouch and in the pouch. Stu, your scribe, your head designer. fine. No, no, I only, I only wrote, wrote 8,000 words, Tom. That's, that's, don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. All hail <laughs> um, Ali. All hail Grandmaster Ali. Thanks, Ali. That's all right, mate. Don't in worry. In answer to your question, David. I'm benevolent. Because we've limited, because we've limited the number of items 
a trainer can have during an adventure with the Padean points. What you can do is you can give your potion to a Pokemon as a held item and then it can, as a free, use the potion during a battle to like heal up one harm. However, they can't. you can't use any more potions in that battle sure. because you've used the held item. I you can see, use I as see. many potions as you want outside a battle. Side note, I think potions should do two and berries should well, do one, but... That's 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 yeah, a, that's idea. a question for Ali, head game design man. So we'll we'll, we'll raise it with Ali. I'll think about it, Stu. No, of course I I would <laughs> I defer I defer to your expertise and experience, Ali. And I wouldn't possibly dare to introduce anything that you hadn't cleared. Uh, let's move on. Liquidation <laughs> coming at you, baby. I'll use withdraw Ooh, to create okay. an advantage. I'm going to try and create an advantage. Do you want to create an advantage? I believe this is our first create an advantage role, which is a new move in the game. Create an advantage. Not all Pokemon moves are designed to deal harm. Some Pokemon find their strengths lie in creating impenetrable walls, bamboozling their opponents or boasting themselves. When you look to create an advantage, roll plus cool or plus your Pokemon's highest stat if you're using a Pokemon. Actually, I had a thought. What if we use plus speed for this one? Just because we don't use speed much. That's a good idea. Is that, that is fun? a good idea. As head game designer, I quite like that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna uh, go. I shouldn't have said I'm just gonna thing. go. I really, I'm gonna go mad with power. On a ten plus, you can choose some options that we'll get to if you roll a ten plus. On seven to nine, you choose one. Or on a six below, you invite the narrator to deal harm to your character or put them in a similarly bad spot. So Brandy screams at the top of her lungs, "Barbarical, quick, defend yourself! Try and hide or something!" And Barbarical kind of interprets that as withdrawing, so gets a couple of these shields. Its arms sort of split and try and get some of these cocoons to use the shields to withdraw. Barbarical speed is plus one. Here we go. 2d6, barbarical speed, withdraw. Six and a three. It's a nine. Plus one is a Hello. ten. Hello. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Barbarical. Okay. Brandy, you get to choose two of the following. You can take plus one forward to your next roll. You can heal a harm from yourself. You can inflict one extra harm next time you damage an enemy. You can force your foe where you want them. Or you can suffer one less harm next time you take damage. And you can choose two of these. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to heal one harm. Great. So I'm up to two armor. uh, And I'm going to inflict more on this rock throw. Because once Barbarical's withdrawn a bit, Barbarical's going to explode and throw all of his defense at Araquanid. Okay, great. So this first liquidation that the Araquanid comes in, the Barbarical withdraws. And although it was clinging to life, actually, this piecemeal putting together of its body parts actually helps with the withdrawal because it means it can move the more rocky parts of its body to the surface more easily. And the uh, Araquanid goes for this liquidation, but just deflects a little off some water and rock. And the Araquanid turns and is like... Araquanir, dude, what the what? But turns, and it's going to go for another liquidation, and I assume this is your rock throw. My rock throw. Barbarical is a plus three on physical attack, and I roll an eight, so it's plus three, so it's an eleven. Oh, this is going very well. And I'm dealing more harm. So you're doing. So this is this is an eleven plus, which means you get to deal your harm, Brandy, and you take none in return. So not only are you now healed, so you're on two harm. You also just don't take anything in this role. So tell me what damage we do here. Let's work it out. 
Barbarical is a surfer dude, right? We've got that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Barbarical. I'm thinking Barbarical rides the Gatorade liquidation like a surfboard on top of his rock, using the rock as a surfboard to just curl back round, jump up, and just land the rock hard on Araquanid's head. So looking at your damage, your stage two plus two, you're not a higher evolution than the Araquanid, so still plus two. Nope. But you are using super effective, so plus one, so three. I created an advantage, so plus another oh, one. Oh man, plus another one, so four plus your d4. Which is a two, so it's a six. The Araquanid had an armour of six. Oh, <laughs> barbarical, baby! Mm. So, this crushing... Theo, Theo is looking on in such such attraction. <laughs> Cut to Theo in the crowd. How's, how's Theo reacting to this? I think Theo is torn in between three different emotions. One is the first time that Theo has ever been attracted to a Pokemon. I don't think it's unusual. <laughs> I think it's, I think if anything, it was an inevitable conclusion. Second is the fact that Theo feels like this is a victory for them uh, because Barbarical has, has so heavily succeeded in this victory. Brandy would have done nothing without this. And the third emotion is spite that Brandy is the first one of the three of them to have such a hugely successful victory of the three of them. And so there's a combination of like huge joy and excitement and like leaping out of their chair and just like, yes! Yes, come on! And they're like, oh, could have been me though, couldn't it? <laughs> could have been I just, me. I just beat a Mr. Rhyme. Oh, um, not even a Mr. Rhyme, a person dressed as a Mr. Rhyme. So this barbarical just crushes down on this Gatorade surfing rock tomb, and the other duty Araquanid is left spinny-eyed and swashed and swirled in his own Gatorade. As Araquanid was a fan favourite, people start booing. Oh, absolutely! The crowd turns on Brandy in a big way. <laughs> Ali, what does the crowd sound like? Boo. That's great. Thank you, Ali. Brandy, Brandy says, Oi, what are you doing? I just won that. Oh, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're going to boo me for that move? He served on Gatorade. These people, they're cretins. Whoever, whoever you've got there, back there, Kitan. They don't understand Pokemon battling like I do. Kitan is starting to look a little bit worried and starts doing this weird thing where he starts drumming on his own crooked, gnarly bug teeth. He's like, Kitan, Kitan. And then he starts, he starts ordering, Jim, 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 leaders, cheerleaders, get out there and rally the troops to me. We need a positive atmosphere. Galvantula, get out there. Kitan throws out a Galvantula, uh, this electric tarantula Pokemon. Tom, why does this Galvantula have more legs than it should? Uh, the Galvantula has um, eight legs because part of the Part of the strategy of this Galvantula is it actually throws some of its legs as its poison sting sort of move. Any poison moves or anything like that, or electric moves, it uses it like javelins. Oh, but you don't know it. which leg's coming. Oh, yes. It actually can detach. So it's like a gecko. Leg. It's like a gecko. It could just regrow these legs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, ka My Galvantula can regrow its limbs. I gave it a stim plant that was designed by the greatest scientists of the Formian region, who I have in my back pocket. Galvantula! Thunderbolt! Brandy, before this, is really happy and like super like pumped. But then she looks down and she sees Wimpy next to her podium, arms folded, back against the podium, kicking his feet. And Brandy's kind of looks down and be like, uh, Wimpy, oi! Burn, 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 Bunnery. What are you doing? It's Bunnery. It's, it's fine, Bunnery. 
Barbarical Paneri. Stu is slowly weaving in more non-Pokemon words to these Pokemon speak. Love it. Brandy sort of tries to shake it off, but is sort of in the back of her mind. Instructs Barbaricals, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and to do a rock throw again. And it's a nine. So I do my damage, but I feel this might be the end, uh, <laughs> the end of... Uh... I, yeah, I don't think I need to work out my damage for this. No. But you should work I out yours. Do. Yes. Stage two. So two you're with the same stage. Mm-hmm. And it's super effective. It is. So it's three total plus my d4, which is a one. It's four damage. Okay, so this is... It's fairly effective against the Garvantula. It takes a couple of hits. Tung, tung, but then you realise a couple of the legs that were hit were actually detachable. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I mean, it, it takes damage. It takes damage, but more or less than you think. And it removes these ones that have the rocks embedded in the weird yellow fuzz and just hurls these back in these thunderous strikes. And and Barbarical goes down. And the crowd sort of whoops and cheers. They're back in it. This is a two way fight. The trainers and the gym leader are tugging and fighting. Chitin is down too. Who's he got left? He's got he's got Galvantula and one mystery Pokemon. Brandy, you have two Pokemon. You left. have two Pokemon left as well. So who do you send out? So I think Brandy takes almost instinctively the hoops Pokeball, but she sort of catches Beniri out the corner of her eye, and she sort of has a sort of moment when she sort of sees Barbarical and and Brandy sort of finds that she she feels a bit empty at Barbarical going down. Do you know what? Actually, some of the crowd have been on your side. Chitin's a bit of a doof. But those that were cheering for you were not cheering for Brandy. They were cheering for Barbarical. They noticed that, that although Barbarical was crushing it, literally, it was almost like Barbarical was crushing it on his own. I like that Barbarical kept looking at Theo to sort of yes. nod yeah, when yeah, Brandy yeah. did a move. Yeah. Like if Brandy said rock throw and then Theo or, shouted. Or Brandy, Brandy said two. rock smash and Barbarical's like, yeah. I don't even know that move. Like a weird fighting move? What? And Theo's like, she means Rock Tomb. She means Rock Tomb. So I think she looks at the Hoops Pokeball and it looks like she's going to go throw it out. But instead she throws it and says, Kenny! Yes? Catch! Oh, this is dangerous. No, no, don't let me catch it! Oh, God! <laughs> Kenny, Kenny is in the Kenny is in the absolute back row of the stadium. Brandy, how do you manage to lob this Pokeball all the way to the very back of the stadium? Um, what Brandy does is she takes out her Kane Katana <laughs> and tries to baseball hit it up Wait, no, to... please do not attack my Pokemon <laughs> What are you doing? No And she says, you can't hurt a Pokeball But it's in the Pokeball, Kenny And she baseball lobs it to Excellent, home run, absolute home run I feel swing. like Ali should roll Can I please roll and see if I catch okay. it? <laughs> yeah, very very good very Am I good. adding anything to this? Actually, cool I rolled a, a five and a one, so that's a six, but I'm a plus one and cool, so that's a seven. Very important, Just very important. Just about catches it. Okay, but you have to lean over several people and spill their nachos. I think I spill on jump, but people start thinking it's crowd surfing. Why Why are your weird boots in my nachos? Why is General Phillips here? General Phillips? You came to watch my match. <laughs> I, of course I did, Brandy. I wouldn't miss it for the world, baby. Oh, man, you did so well. You keep it up. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disappear before I break the continuity anymore. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Theo. Thanks for the Pokemon, but if I'm going to win this, I've got to do it with the team I've got. I can't rely on other people anymore. Wimpy, you up for this? <laughs> Sorry, Theo, you can answer if you want. <laughs> Theo's just sobbing in a corner and is a trying, to, trying to attempt one of the five really great retorts that they have planned, but it just can't do it through the tears. <laughs> can Theo be trying to rebuild Barbarical? <laughs> yes. Theo has yes. dived into the arena and is trying to rebuild <laughs> Barbarical. It's very West Side Story. Just uh, Maria yes. over Tony. <laughs>
Barbarical. It'll be okay, baby. So Wimpy the Baneri leaps into the I don't, don't doesn't even say anything, just like jumps to attention, readies the Wimpy the Baneri combat pose and is ready to close out this fight. What do you do? Uh, Brandy says, well, it's never failed me before, even though it maybe has sometimes, but I'm not going to break with tradition now. Wimpy, pound. Ah, Tom, like all good trainers, not learning from any of their mistakes. Okay, <laughs> great. Roll roll to kick some frost lads. So, Baneri's a plus one. It's not as good as plus three, is it? It is not as good as plus three. It's a six, no. just. So I roll a five plus one. Oh, wimpy, oh no, you're going to take this full thunderbolt to the face. I'm going to take the full thunderbolt and I'm not going to get any damage back. Oh, okay, so oh. Galvanch- so Galvantula is, plus, is a stage two. It is above Wimpy, so that's another plus one, so that's three. It's not super effective, at least. So three plus the D4. It's the two. So Galvantula's dealing five damage to Wimpy. And Wimpy goes down, unfortunately. Oh. Wimpy goes down. Oh, no. So Wimpy jumps into the fray. All guns are blazing, but the Thunderbolt gets to Wimpy first. And this is a stage two. This isn't something that Wimpy's felt before. And Wimpy just... I almost think that Wimpy goes down and the crowd are like... (gasps) And thinking that Wimpy's just been fainted. And then Wimpy sort of slowly staggers up. And there's another... And then faints again. And a couple of other people in the audience also faint from hyperventilation because they're taking too many deep breaths. But, oh, that's so sad. Okay, so Wimpy, Wimpy goes down. No. Wimpy uh, does not respond. Wimpy! And Brandy sort of jumps down to the arena and grabs Wimpy and picks him up. Jim Leader Kitan. What is it with you and pathetic buddies? You're awful. Don't you talk about Wimpy like that? That rabbit thing is good for one thing and one thing only. And that's as a design for the Baneri greeters at the casino, which I love. Wimpy's going to be the one that helps me become the Pokemon champion. You just wait and see. <laughs> and I can't become the Pokemon champion unless I beat you first. Oh. So Brandy gets back up to the podium. She sort of lays Wimpy down. She's like, you want to you wanna play dirty? Well, I can play dirty too. <laughs> Always, baby. <laughs> oh, you made that gross. Oh, I didn't make anything gross. I just am gross. <laughs> and Brandy throws out Snorlioni. Okay, Snorley the closer. All right, so Brandy's down to her last Pokemon. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. I like that. I like that you completely ignored the one bit of advice that you were given, which was to use a fire type. (laughs) Yeah. Galvantula is rounding for a second assault, and this time it's going to go for a the bug buzz. It's going to go for a bug buzz. So you can see it's starting to vibrate its legs, and it's going to go ch- toss this buzzing, vibrating javelin straight at Snorleone. How do you respond? Uh, Snorleone is going to try and power through the buzzing and the sound, this horrible sound, oh, yeah. and go for a tackle. Just try and just mob it. Snorleone is, of course, in full Mafia garb. Snorleone is plus two physical attack okay. for, a, for a tackle. This is a big roll. It's a big roll. 
It's a six plus two. Plus two. So it's an eight. So I'm going to take some damage. Snorlioni's bulky, right? Ish. Ish. Depends. Okay. It <laughs> depends on how well it goes. Now, Snorlioni's a stage one currently. Stage one, yeah. That is unfortunate yeah. for Snorlioni. That's going to hurt a little bit more. Okay, so Galvantula is stage two. Is higher than Snorlioni, so that's plus three. Uh, not yeah. super effective. So here we go. Rolling the d4. Three plus... Ooh, three. That's quite big. So Galvantula's oh. dealing six. What's Snorlioni? That's enough to faint Munchlax. Oh no! I think that's enough. But then, what? Just, just to check, what does what does Snorlioni do? Because I think this might Snorlioni, be a double KO. Snorlioni does. Um, so it's three damage. Yeah, three. Okay, that is enough to faint the Garvantula. But with one Pokemon remaining, unless there is, unless this is the, this is the point where a luck point would use. I think I'm going to do it. What? I think I've got to do it. I'm going to use my luck point, guys, because I can't lose. I can't lose now. Okay. I Come don't want to fight Kitan again. Come on! All right. So the <laughs> luck point, luck point expended. I, I don't know if we have a cool noise for that. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Luck point expended. Luck point expended. All right, you get a full success. So, Tom, narrate how this how this looked. Obviously, it looked like Snorlioni was going down. What changes? What happens with this tackle? So, it looks like Snorlioni would have gone down. But what you see is actually that um, Snorlioni, at the last minute, pulled his jacket across, absorbed the bug buzz Whoosh. there. And it looked like Snorlioni was down. The Galvantula came over to it. And Munchlax plays dirty. So, the Galvantula started, started prodding the body of Munchlax. And Munchlax just jumps up with a tackle. Oh, and yes. just tackles it down to the ground. As this was technically a double six, I will allow you to take plus one forward to your next roll as well, Tom. I will take that. Accept it, take it, use it as you will. Pokemon that Kitan is sending out. I'm glad you've come to be this, Stu. I've been thinking about okay. it. Okay. All there's right. Only, there's, there's only one thing it could be. It's a Vespiquen. Oh my goodness! Oh. Yes! Yes! This is where they came from! So this is Jason the Combi's mum. <laughs> Great. Oh. My. I can't God. believe no one else thought of this. I was praying no one else would say it. And it would be the you final one. That is you so great. Oh. That is Didn't so even consider great. that. This is why he's head game designer, Stu. I'm just saying. <laughs> listen, Stu. Listen, Tom. I wanted to fight you on that one because last week you, <laughs> after the fat chat ended, you called me head game designer, and I just, <laughs> and after all the work I put in to creating this system, I'm, I can't believe that you're throwing me in with these two men over here. Like, I mean, what an absolute. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Do you know what? This battle is exciting enough for me to not care on the surface. <laughs> in this right moment, now. I am fine. Um. So yes, here we go. It's Vespiquen, the queen of the hive. And I think when she emerges, all the pulsating, pupating, cocooning bug Pokemon who are clinging to the walls, they start drumming and shaking and you can feel the, the whole car start rumbling and bumbling and jumbling. You can cut one of those adjectives, but I must have two of them. <laughs> um, and the whole, car, yeah, the whole car just seems alive. Some of the Pokemon start taking off into the skies. A swarm of combi surround her. She takes the applause. Chitin grins and interlocks his long, spindly fingers 
fingers. Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka-ka. I guess this is it, Brandy. You and me, one-on-one. And Vespiquen is going to come at you with an attack order. This is it, Slawleone. What do you do? You know, Kyan, you seem to hate cheerleaders going into battle. You hate the supporters trying to do it for themselves. And you know what I hate? When people who try and do it for themselves try and be cheerleaders. Because that was not inspiring in any way. And I also heard a little rumour about you, Kyan. What? I heard that you hate fire. You might even shudder at the sight of a lighter. And I think it's about time for Snorleone's smoke. And Snorleone takes out a cigar, lights it with Snorleone's lighter, which we've established that he has. All I'm doing is just I'm wanting to create an advantage. Ooh. So you're looking to create an advantage. I love this just because this is this advantage. is tying in the narrative from before. So it's roll plus speed, but uh, I'm going to give you a plus one because you're nicely weaving in the previously established stuff we know about Kitan and his fear of fire. I think that'd be good because I cannot imagine Munch Lax is quick. <laughs> now, obviously, this is a thing with creating advantage is if you want, you can roll with plus zero and then everything, all the rewards become doubled. But obviously it's more risky. Do you want it? Do you want to do the speed plus one or do you want to do a flat zero? This is it. This is for the gym batch. Do you know what? I'm, I'm one of the bug Pokemon on the wall. Wobbly, 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 wobbly. I'm so excited. Hey, hey, Beedrill. Hey, Beedrill. What? what is it? Hey, what do you want? It's the Queen. She's out. I didn't think we'd get to this part of the battle. It's been so many years, Butterfree. <laughs> Look at so that. A, a lonely Butterfree. I never thought I'd see the day. I Good. know. Go. I can't even see. I lost sight in almost all of my eyes, but there's one remaining. You're such an old Beedrill. Oh. <laughs> you've, you've got some stories to tell. Now, tell me after the battle. I'll tell you. All right, we'll have a good catch-up. All right, see you later. You know I'll tell We should you. probably come back to the battle. All right, all right, <laughs> see you later. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go plus zero. Mm. Double some of our advantages. Oh my oh god, god, I love it. Fail? <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, Gambit, you do not hold back. Okay, okay. It's a seven. Hey, that's good. Is I mean, good? you only get you only get to pick one, but it's still doubled. So you could take plus one forward, which is actually plus two because you've doubled it. You can heal two harm. Pointless at the moment because you haven't taken any. You can inflict two extra harm next time you deal damage. You can... It's got to be inflict extra harm. Are you sure? Are you sure? You don't want to take pl- plus two forward on top of the... Well, because I've already got a plus one forward from this luck point. That's fair. All right, you're going to go for the harm. Oh, so you've dis- you've chosen... Ha- I love choices and decisions. <laughs> Let's see if it comes back to bite you. So to bug bite you. All right, here we go. I'm going for Big the, mother roll. Of all, the mother of all tackles. Vespiquen is sending her army of small combi at you. Theo, you feel a small tug on your bandolier as if Jason is being called from some unknown, unseen buggy force. As she sends this attack order at you, you respond with the mother of all tackles. What happens? Roll the dice! It's an eight! Eleven total. Oh, it's eleven total! And you're oh. dealing you're dealing plus two extra damage to plus whatever two happens extra here. Damage. Oh, so damn. let's calculate. You are a stage lower, plus one. You are lower than Vespiquen, so that's minus one. So we're on a flat zero. It's not super effective. So we're on a flat zero before the rolls. So let's hope for a big roll. Uh, it's a one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one okay. Okay, dokie. Plus two. So it's, so a, it's three. a three. Okay. All right. So Vespiquen takes some damage here. No, not the, quite the mother of all tackles. More like the um. No. More like the the niece. This is the niece of all tackles. <laughs> <laughs> we only we only see her at Thanksgiving. So what does what does the niece of all tackles look like, Brandy? 
The least of all tackles. I think I think Snorleone is actually on the back foot and luckily has got the lighter to just catch Vespaquin off guard and manages to just knock Vespaquin back and now they're sta- they're stood again face okay. to face. Kitan is, is so thrown by this because it's seen that obviously you've been distracting the Combi with your lighter, the attack order hasn't worked and Munchlax has managed to land a sucker punch on the Vespaquin which has shaken the entire hive. Not actual sucker punch and Kitan is scared. Oh no, this is my worst nightmare in front of the whole hive. Even old Beedrill's here. I can't possibly lose in front of old Beedrill. All right, all right, this it's is it. It's been 84 years. Yes, I know. I know it's been 84 years. But of course, I'm a bug, so that's like two weeks. Ah, all right, all right. I, I hate having to do this. And and Kitan looks into his past. We realize that Kitan was once a cheerleader of one of the first four. Whoa, how old is this guy? He's it, old. He's, old. he's got this... white hair. He has to be old to fit this. He was he was merely a boy when he was doing the cheerleading. It's like this little. Yeah, I love you, eh, Bob? Kitan recalls this and is like, if ever there was a time, now is to do it. And he starts trying to do this elaborate cheerleading routine. I'm rolling for Kitan. <laughs> the GM is rolling. It, I, I'm, it's a D20. It's a one? It's a one! <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Okay, so you just roll a d20 as well. The logo is justified. Um, (laughs) As long as we do one, one an arc. Kitan does this ridiculous, terrible cheerleading routine, and I think even the cheerleaders are embarrassed for him. The crowd turn on Kitan. They're like, (laughs) even old Beedrill is just turning on him. (laughs) No, not old Beedrill. And Kitan is like, Kitan is incensed, embarrassed, all the negative emotions, goes as bright red as his red flashy glasses, and orders Vespaquen to try and finish it with another attack order. I think Ali Munchlax uh, puffs on the cigar and maybe does a little chuckle. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Munchlax, now's not the time for a cool moment. Tackle it again! They're gonna cut down. Oh, yeah, okay, tackle. Yeah. I don't want to roll, guys. I don't want to roll. Don't do it. You've it's pretty big. so many times this, this episode. This is it. I mean, this is it. This is it. This is it. This David is and I it. Have ro- I've rolled like once. Okay. Oh my god. Do you know what I saw flash across Tom's face there? I, I saw him wanting to lie. I saw him <laughs> wanting to lie. <laughs> he was like, I wonder if I could get away with it. Look at this. I rolled. I saw the six first. And I celebrated early. And then I saw the one. And then I tried to work it out my head and thought, should I lie? <laughs> should I get a ten? <laughs> Stu called me out, and now and now here we are. Seven plus two, so it's a it's a nine, nine. Right, nine. so we're we're dealing we're dealing damage at the same time. Oh god! Oh my god! Oh, I, I need to I, I need to know the stakes. I need to know the stakes. What is what is Snorleone's total armor? Snorleone's total armor is six. <sighs> okay, Vespaquen, full uh, full disclosure is on four. <laughs> Work out Snorleone's damage first. So Snorleone is a stage one, plus one. Snorleone is below Vespaquen, minus, minus one. one. Snorleone is not using super effective move. It's on a big roll. It's a four. You're joking. You are joking. I rolled it. I rolled that. Oh, that beautiful four. Tom's whole screen shook. I've never seen him so excited. Let's work out Vespaquen's damage just for uh, just for the sake of, of completion. Let's not. Let's just say a word. <laughs> <laughs>
I can't bear Vesper Queen managing to faint Snorleone at this win. Uh, so, so Vesper Queen is stage two, above Snorleone, but is not there. Three plus two. And you were on six? Oh, yes. Yes, up. so you cling on. You cling on. <laughs> Tom, you, your screen shook from excitement. Please describe Brandy winning the inaugural Pokemon badge. It's absolutely epic. The attack order happens and we see all the combis flood in through the holes and maybe there are loads of holes in the um in the train car and they come in pure full formation down on Snorleone. Snorleone is a master of strategy but he even he doesn't think he can get through this but he sees that actually there's a break in the formation there's a combi shaped gap where there shouldn't be and he realizes it's Jason's spot Jason's absence has created a little hole but Snorleone's big so Snorleone doesn't fit through the hole, so takes some damage, but is able to get through the combis to land an absolute howitzer of a tackle onto the stomach of this Vesperquen. This is why you should look after your minions, kids. Exactly, exactly. And Vesperquen slowly falls down, <laughs> Munchlax, and just closes the Vesperqueen's eyes. Munchlax, sleep. But obviously Munchlax <laughs> is, is now in serious pain. Oh yeah, hang on. Munchlax. Oh, <laughs> Brandy just loses it. She hears Gary's voice. She hears, "Ah, uh, you, you, oh man, you suck, you suck at battling." The voice of Heron. Oh, you're yes, you're. Oh, you're terrible. At oh, what is this? Ah, oh, Heron. I remember that conversation quite, quite clearly. Where Heron fumbled at calling me terrible. Finally, she sort of, she just feels this huge sense of like, I can do this. Like, I can't believe it happened. David, what is the reaction of the crowd? We've known that the crowd is on side the entire time, but but what is clear is that this crowd, like the like the combi themselves, were just waiting for a break in the ranks to be able to realise that they actually didn't buy Kaiser at all. And so to yes, finally yes. see the the trainer that has has beaten Kaiser in the grand reign of old Beedrill himself, it's like the first day after a totalitarian regime people it's just like it's screaming it's shrieking there are people hugging there are people kissing people run onto the arena that is crazy this is an absolute jubilee oh ultimate pandemonium and amongst all this Kitan descends from his podium uh he's being pelted with bits of bug goop from his cheerleaders who are just like he's raising his weird white poofy coat against all the the spittle and junk and he's like and he approaches brandy brandy what do you say I hate bugs. <laughs> Here is your badge. Hey, whoever told you about cheerleaders actually supporting people to do things they didn't think they could do is actually a really nice thing. And she looks at Theo and Kenny. And she says, and it's really good to have people there to do that. They don't have to be called cheerleaders, but you could just call them friends. And with that, Kitan reveals the Exo badge, uh, which is covered in a little bit of buggy slime. And he removes his red glasses and removes one of the lenses from the red glasses and it turns into a red compact disc. Nice. Which is the Bug Buzz TM. Kajunk. Acquired. Congratulations, Brandy. And uh, Kitan gives you a look as if to take in what you've said, but without a word turns and returns to his podium. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> Oh, oh, oh god! Oh god! Oh god! It's so high. Is it still possible to get off? Wait, is that a midsection down there? Oh, is it ready for this? Oh, oh, lift your arms! Lift your arms for the midsection! Scott Morgan has emailed him, simply titled "The Odd Father." 
The Odd Father is the leader of the Poker Mafia, an organised crime syndicate that even the likes of Snorley only wouldn't dare to cross. The Odd Father is an oddish, one with some big connections and multiple means to keep the syndicate running smoothly. The Odd Father is scary as muck. It's nice. got a cigar. It's got its green leaves gelled back in a mafioso style. Really it's like that. excellent. So how does the Odd Father fit in, everyone? Quick note, quick note. That art was done by at Peach Doodles. The Odd Father. First of all, top notch for the pun. We love that. Second of all, do you know what I think we need to start with? I think we need to start with the voice. Because obviously we've got Munchlax. Yeah. But we can't give we can't give Oddfather the same the, the voice. Is, Munchlax has the Godfather voice. <laughs> well, this I is say, my issue. I this say is we my give, issue, Tom. I say we give the Oddfather Joe Pesky and Goodfellas. I feel like that's the only other iconic voice I can think of. In this Go for situation. it, David. I Oh, no. Oh, no. Who's got a Joe Pesci? All right, one at a time, one at a time. Are we going to do a competition like we did in the past? Tom, give us your Joe Pesci. Give us your Joe Pesci. Hey, it's me, Joe Pesci. I'm not very great at, at mafia voices with any status. I'm more of a low-status cat minion. I'm a gangster. I'm not, not sure I'm pro- projecting Joe Pesci. Okay, great, David. Oh, so why do you why do you why are you trying to try to take over this this part of the Pokemon? Po- po- what are you doing? I, I don't know what you understand. What are you, what are you doing? I, I saw I saw a Jewish mother immediately thinking I was doing Joe Pesci and immediately realized I was doing Woody Allen. Immediately. Re- <laughs> okay, Stu, your turn. Hey, hey, I'm Joe Pesci. What, what's up with my mother's lasagna? Get, get it out of my face. You sound like Linda Belcher for Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Bob! Bobby! And the winner's Ali. So, <laughs> what for not doing it? Yeah. By default, all, by default, the winner is We all ruled ourselves out. So, Ali, <laughs> what does the odd father sound like? Well, I'm the odd father. Are you, you talking to me? You think I'm funny, guy? You think I'm funny? Me? Huh? You want this? You want more of this? You want my odd father? Lo- you want a, want a love from the odd father? You ain't getting no love from the odd father until you get the odd father what he wants. That was very good. Now sit down, Ali. I think you've cast yourself yet again as a ma- as all the mafia characters. Mm. Great, really. I can't wait till those two meet. <laughs> so now, now how does how does the odd father fit in? So I'm going to say it straight up. I think the odd father is a stage three evolution Pokemon. Just chose not to evolve. Oh no. Nice. Stage three. He liked he liked you know. the pun too much. Yeah. Mister Odd Father, is it time to uh, to to use the leaf stone and progress, sir. What? What? You want me to become the gloom father? Is that a thing? That ain't no thing. I, I don't know, sir. All right. I don't know. It's it's I just, you know, father. it's some... I want people to fear and love the art father. It's just some of the minions are awesome, you know, and I, 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 they get talking. They get talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm... No, 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 no. Will you listen to the art father? I'll tell you what. I stay as an artist. Everybody happy. All right? The bibbity bobbity. I did go a little bit like this, you know? I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get you. All right, all right. You're, you're cool, Odd Father. See you later. See you, bye. Uh, I like the idea that all the Odd Father's <laughs> minions are all stage. He keeps them all at stage one. So exactly. is your father surrounded by, like, bell sprouts and. <laughs> Beefed up bell sprouts. Got it. Got we're it. talking bell sprouts. We're talking sunkerns. We're talking. <laughs> Sunkerm. Sea <laughs> dots. <laughs> Honestly, it's a terrifying organization. Are they all grass types as well? Is or maybe they types? maybe they control the shroomish trade if they're all grass types. Maybe yes, that's what. Yes, that's so Maybe that's the end. Okay, so, so so to link it into our story, then Gary had that shroomish at his party. Also at that party was Capricorp. Now, I feel like Capricorp is just the company that the Oddfather would try to infiltrate 
You know, <gasps> he's get I know, hens, I know. hens in fried uh, friends in high places. And yes, I did. Hens in fried places. <laughs> Ali needs some fried chicken stat. So we think. So we think. Oddfather and the Grass Type Mafia have uh, have infiltrated Capricorp, or at least have some kind of relationship. So I think yeah. I like that. The Oddfather has infiltrated Capricorp, but without Capricorp's knowledge. You know, the Oddfather's smart yeah. about Ooh, this. Okay. You know, Capricorp okay, yeah. are trying to chase down the yeah. shroomish trade, but they, they're always the Oddfather's always one step ahead. And maybe Seto Kappa wasn't going to be the CEO. But somehow his rival, let's say, had an accident. Oh, I like. And the that. odd father put put the one that he wanted in charge. Interesting. There was another brother, or maybe this brother was recruited. Ooh. And actually, is in the syndicate now. Is in the what, odd father's in, posse. Is in the odd family. Yeah, he's part of the odd family. The Oddams family. He's the. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pugsley. His name is Perugsley. Perugsley. Perugsley, that's great. So there we go. Perugsley Kappa now works for the Odd Father. Perugsley kissed the leaf. Yeah, he kissed the leaf. Perfect. Well, thank you, Scott. And if you have an idea for an NPC that's equally as mad and crazy as that, please. Or if it's just if it's boring, we'll take it because we need to make ourselves feel better about the characters we actually create. Yeah. Um, we so... haven't met mine and Tom's yet. We've been all doing it for twenty episodes. <laughs> remember, remember the spooper snoopers. Remember them. We, <laughs> we haven't met either of your characters, and mine just died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, we need to, we need to leave. Oh, we're going again. Oh no! No, David, please, David, no! I didn't realise I had any more vomit left in me. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there were still stories waiting to be told. Force Majeure is an actual play Star Wars podcast, following groups of emergent Force sensitives trying to survive the worst the Outer Rim can throw at them. So if you like action, adventure, thrilling yarns and good tea, you might enjoy Force Majeure. Find us on Twitter at Force Majeure Pod or online at forcemajeurepod.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Who's that Pokemon? It's Araquanid. Fade in on the contest car, which Kenny has found himself going to. Um, Kenny has taken hoops to this contest car. Kenny, why have, you, why have you taken hoops to the contest car? Kenny feels genuinely elated for Brandy. In the immediate aftermath is Kenny has, has adopted full-on cheerleader mode. I, I like the I like the idea that in their travels, Brandy has like taught Kenny a couple of moves, and like he's doing those as the battle ends. But I just felt really bad for poor little Hoops so she didn't get a moment in the sun. Like, she was going up against bugs, man. She was... Theo had told Kenny that Hoops is, was going to be really good in this battle. Hoops needed a win. You know, in her previous life, she was cast out and told that she was a problem. And so Kenny's first involvement with Hoops was to give her a win. And he was really excited for that. And so he just wanted to, to do something with Hoops that would make her... Remind her of how talented that she was. So Kenny goes to this contest car and immediately sees, like, she can be a flip lizard. Excellent. Okay, so we have... Yes, we do know that there is a, a car, I think quite near to the, the battle car... Uh, that it, that specialises in contests and displays 
abilities of uh, strength and ability for Pokemon that are not necessarily battling. Tom, what is what is the first thing that Kenny notices as he enters the contest car? And why does it strike excitement into his heart? Because it's a free spirit. It's actually the same as the yoga car. The contest car is the yoga yeah, car. Yeah, it's the same. It's like this plush green space. The first thing he sees is he sees lots of open cupboards uh, and lots of clothes in them. Uh, and he realises these aren't clothes that you put on. These are all the people's clothes that they take off. Because actually, this is a um, underwear-only contest car. Uh, <laughs> everyone's, it's about kind of being one with nature and being part you and the Pokemon together in this sort of mm. free love, free spirit kind of life. I, I'm thinking anime underwear, <laughs> you know. There's nothing dirty about this. This is just... Just white. Just white. I'm glad, yeah. the, f- I'm glad the fan service has finally been given. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Kenny needs no no introduction. Um, he immediately just derobes. Well, welcome, welcome to the. Oh wow, you wow, you are very much in in spirit of things here in con- contest yoga car. Welcome. What what is your name? My name is Kenneth Mullet, but you can call me Kenny. What's your name? I will call you Kenny. My my name is is well, my spiritual name is Shanding, and my inward name is. Rebecca, but you can call me Shanding, of course, because that is the, how we are spiritual here. Do, would you like me to find your spiritual name, Kenneth Mullet? Please do. Okay. All right. You, you set this up for yourself. I need you. two assistants, two willing assistants to help me. Sh- um. Thank you. Yes, Gregory, come, come, Gregory. We, you, we, we would be replete, Gregory, without your Pokemon. Oranguru. An Oranguru. So Oranguru, Gregory, come. Let us perform the ritual on Kenneth. And what is your your salandit here called? Hoops. Oranguru takes a takes a big old uh, fan leaf and just starts slapping Kenny on the back quite hard. Oranguru, Oranguru. Kenneth, tell us your spirit name. What is it? Has it come to you? Tell us. Tell us, Kenneth. Gregory's is wafting a candle underneath Kenny's nose. Sherbert. It's 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 Sherbert. It's Sherbert. Sherbet is the name that was spoken. Sherbet, Sherbet, Sherbet. Welcome, Sherbet. welcome to the yoga car. Sherbet. Would you like to participate in the underwear hoop swinging competition that we are about to do? <laughs> this was so fortunate. That is exactly what I wanted to do, and exactly the clothes that I would have wanted to do it in. I am so glad. All right, um, Kenny, would you like to would you like to roll for hoops and yourself? To go against Gregory and the Oranguru in a hoop swinging competition. Apparently so. Surely hoops can get a plus on this. Absolutely. Well, she's plus two, but speed and uh, special. So. Should we say speed? Speed, so speed is most appropriate. Oh, that's a six and a three plus two, baby. That's an eleven. All right, Ali, Ali. How how do you and Hoops manage to conquer Gregory and Oranguru? I feel like it's almost quite foresty for that Oranguru. They're vines, it's quite dark, but it's like, you know how in, in Pokemon Forest, they've always got loads of random lights just sort of speckled across the place. So it's quite fairy-like. And I think there are a couple of cutie flies or something buzzing around at the top, giving a sort of glistening pollen to the to the arena. And as Kenny and Hoops leap off this this platform, Kenny actually closes his eyes because he trusts Hoops. And Hoops is on his head, as is tradition with Kenny's Pokemon. <laughs> and Kenny knows I don't have to open my eyes for this. I'm just going to focus on being as light as a feather and hold my hands out and let Hoops decide what happens here, which is a very good move because Hoops absolutely smashes everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hoops could not be more perfect. She could not be more perfect. She grabs the first one with her tail and the momentum 
takes them, swings them up in the air, and they do a whole 360 flip. As they're flipping, Hoops bursts out this this flame to just sort of uh, swirl around them, creating a hoop in midair, which she then flies through. Amazing. As as they go, as Kenny feels the whooshing taking over him, he holds out his hands to grab onto one final hoop as they swing to the other side of the podium. Kenny turns around and the Oranguru hasn't even left. Oh. Oranguru and Gregory are just standing there open-mouthed, grateful that they didn't embarrass themselves. Gregory, how do you feel? My goodness. I've never seen such a virtuoso aerial performer before in my life and I don't know if I mean hoops or if I mean that small weightless man that she seemed to flip through the air <laughs> in such incredible skill. I take absolutely no credit. Give it up for my salandit. And every hoops, there's hoops, a there's a, a wild applause from many in the uh... I don't think anyone applauds no, in the No, yoga not in the yoga. Part. Everyone just does volcano. Everyone just does yoga poses. poses. <laughs> There's, you know, there's all the classics. There's Proud Warrior. There's, uh, there's the Crow. You know, there's just all, but they're all called stuff like the Murkrow. Nice. And the nice. Uh, Downward Growlith. Downward Growlith, exactly. Shanding is, uh, is also doing these appreciative yoga poses with her Cramorant that she has, and the Cramorant is incredibly flexible and good at these poses. Just like, it's a bendy bird. I, that's all. That's that's what you see bending around, and she approaches you with Cramorant. Oh, why? Why? Hmm. Cramorant. Cramorant. My my boy Kenneth, that was that was unlike anything we've seen here in the the yoga slash contest car. Of course, you you get a prize. Uh, here is your mystery gift, David. What does Kenny receive as a mystery gift? They give Kenny a yoga mat with a Gyarados on it. Lovely. Lovely. Okay, so Shanding approaches you, Kenny, and and hands you this this lovely yoga mat with a with a decal of a of a gyrodos on on it. Um, and as she passes it to you, Kenny, she just touches you slightly, and there is this weird moment where suddenly she goes a little Professor Trelawney in the tower, and her eyes go really wide for a second, and this this other voice comes out of her, and she's like, "You are in grave danger, child. You are in grave danger. Beware, beware, child." And she's back. Your your yoga mat, uh, Sherbert, everyone, Sherbert, and they just continue to do child's poses. Sherbert, Sherbert, Sherbert. Thank you. Kenny looks at the yoga mat with the Gyarados on it and goes, "Aw, this Pokemon is adorable." <laughs> Theo, we've just we've just experienced the heightened elation of Brandy's gym battle. Where do you where where do you mm-hmm. think Theo will go for the next experience? Well, I think there's one thing that Theo would want to do. I mean, obviously Theo is is bereft that Barbarical was so wounded, but I think there's one thing that Theo even even in this melancholic state would want to do before arena events are wrapped up because we've got we've got Calico with us, and I think that maybe in the in the chaos and the fun in which like the stadium's going crazy and Brandy's having a DMC with a weird man with TMs for eyes and Kenny's sort of slipping off to do some gymnastics in a yoga car, I think Theo could feel Calico trying to sort of be like, oh, that's my cue. Uh, and Theo grips Calico's wrist and goes, are they in here? In, in the arena? I mean, anywhere in this car. There must be thousands of people in here. Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> it's a re- it's a really big 
train. This train so is huge. How is I think. You've taken Calico to a football stadium. I I think we've established it's a pretty big train. It's a three-tier train. All right, no. Say there could be thousands. Hey, David made an offer, and I'm going with it. I won't. It's huge. (laughs) So many people. We could do hundreds. That's easier for him to scan. All right, all right. I was going to say, I love the idea of there being thousands of people in there, and Calico just going, nope, 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 nope. Theo, I'm going to do this in quadrants. So let's break this down. We'll do this roll for calico but let's have let's have theo roll it yeah Th- uh, in this in sure. this moment calico is an extension of of theo's body i think this is check a place out so you're rolling plus sharp 2d6 plus 2 because theo is 2 plus 2 and sharp so here we go 9 9 great so you get you get to ask one question of the following what happened here recently what is about to happen what pokemon is nearby what should i be on the lookout for what here is useful or valuable to me who what is really in control here and what here is not what it appears to be? Oh man, there's so many good questions there. What just happened here? Let's play the gym battle again. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> Roll the tape! Roll the tape! Roll the tape! <laughs> no, 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 Tom. You've already had 45 minutes. You do not get another 45. Sweet Arceus, we would not do that to our lovely listenership. Now, on with the show. Uh, So I'm asking, what should I be on the lookout for? What should I be on the lookout for? The context being, can you see the spy? Yeah, that very that. Calico scans, let's, let's say five quadrants. Theo... Theo. Yes, yes. I think I see something. Do you ha- do you happen to have a spyglass in in that bandolier of yours? Is that a spyglass? Is, is that a spyglass? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> I don't have a spyglass, but I have a phone, which I presume has a zoom function. Oh, that'll yes. Sorry, I, I totally forgot we, we were a modern age. We live in modern <laughs> times, and we don't use weird yes, extending we telescopes. Yes. <laughs> I realise that you are part of a pirate team, but we don't have to just use telescopes and maps. I am still anything. very much on that <laughs> ship in my mind. Yes, of course. Please zoom in on quadrant A5. Uh, so Theo gets out their porry phone and uh, fumbles around. It's somewhat tech literate, but not too tech literate. And so sort of zooms okay. around. And you sort of pan around a bit and then Calico goes, stop. <laughs> and you see an image of two, um, a man and a woman, and they look like they've been having a very good time watching the battle. They've uh, they've got some nachos and some drink or whatever. And below them, you see a small girl. It's almost like she looks directly at the camera. Couldn't possibly see you. And then you just see her turn and disappear away into the crowds. And Calico turns to you and goes, that girl, I've seen her before on the ship. And Theo, you know, that is the girl who approached you in the daycare car. That is Enya. Oh, damn. Sail away, sail away, <laughs> sail away. <laughs> it looks like she's been she's been activated. As you see Enya disappear into the crowd, Kenny, Theo, Brandy, I don't know where you are individually, but you hear the speaker system click on on the train, and you hear a voice. This... Wait, no, that's, that's rubbish. Sir, the thing's still on. It's still on. It's still on. Stop crapping the voice. No, but I want to sound commanding. Turn the bass up. Turn the bass up. Turn the bass up. Is it up? Is the bass up? Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. All right, are we live now on the train? I am. Yes, you've been live for I'm train chief Arnold. 
and we are holding a second inspection. For I have reason to believe maybe we didn't catch everything in our first sweep. So I need everyone to return to their seats so we can inspect you. Okay, was that good? Did that sound good? Is it good? Is it intimidating? No, 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 turn it off. Oh, turn, turn, oh, turn, oh, turn oh, it off. Oh. You've done the big dramatic oh, bit. Now you've just... Oh, oh sir, you need to learn how to do technology. I made a PowerPoint. Click! There you go, listeners. Five arcs, and we finally had a gym battle. Congratulations, Brandy! You won! You beat the bug, dude! We're all so proud of you. Things really start to ramp up after the next episode, folks, so stay tuned for more hijinks, hilarity, and high, high stakes. Hmm, not sure about that one. Anyway, thank you very much to Michael Sands, the creator of the RPG Monster of the Week. We have hacked that tabletop role-playing game for this podcast. If you want to know more information about our hack, Pocket Monster of the Week, please head to our Discord or email us at criticalditto at gmail.com for more details. Thank you to the brilliant YouTube channel of Glitch X City and the equally brilliant Braxton Burks and Material Collective for their albums Canto Symphony, Johto Legends and Time and Space. Without your wonderful music, this show wouldn't be anywhere near as atmospheric. Thank you to the creators of Pokemon, Junichi Masada and Satoshi Tajiri. Uh, as much as we'd like to, we have no association with Game Freak, Nintendo or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit and fan-made. Final thanks go as always to my pals Stu, Tom and David. Please leave us a review on wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and or join our Discord. But till next time, folks, go and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words, just be yourself. just a genuinely nice person at the church i don't think so yeah i think we've not met one have we hillary was all right yeah but hillary doesn't believe in the church teaching but hillary got cast out i thought fanny was all right i've never found fanny to be that nice in all the yeah. ways <laughs>